Hello, welcome back to On The Terrace podcast. Just before we dive into episode three, I just want to favour extend my thanks to those who have checked out and shared the pod. It means the world to us, so once again, thank you very, very much. For this episode, conveniently named Depressy Spaghetti, Taylor and I discuss our display versus Fulham, an update on our squad, where we go next as a club, and a preview of our next game versus Liverpool. Just before I sod off and let you listen to episode, on Saturday we have a bonus episode for you, which will be a cracker, and on Sunday we have a big announcement. So check out all of our social media channels for an update. Enjoy the episode. Hello Taylor, how are you? Alright mate, yourself? Well, yeah, I'm alright, considering yesterday's debacle. Yeah, as good as good as going to get. That's it for the positivity. So if you, if you want positive things, turn off now. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah, the, I would. Yeah, well, it, there might be some positives that we can eat out, but there's not many. No. <laughs> so, yeah, well, Saturday's game, we'll, we'll start there because... We watched it simultaneously, as we always do, and we chatted throughout the game. And looking at the notes that are in front of me, I've got so many. I, I, did, I colour-coded it. I've got so many greens that are the, the, not the negatives, but the things that I pointed out from from what had happened. And I just couldn't get my head around it. Just to sort of swing things swing things off, how talk me through your overall assessment of the game. We'll get into sort of nooks and crannies later, but what your overall assessment of the game. How Shock, did you... Shocking. It's... <laughs> words are struggling. Um, it was just poor, mate. It was genuinely, genuinely poor. I mean, positive aspects were... Defence were... Weren't really troubled as much. Fair enough, they had... They had about 10 shots, 10 attempts, maybe 11, 12, something like that. Yeah, they, they had 10 at first. Yeah, they had 10 at first off, whereas I think closest one we had were offside. Um but yeah, not great in the slightest sense of the football weren't fantastic. Um, it just yeah. it, it just tended to be hoofball again. Yeah, I stumbled across an interview from Ben Foster, you know, uh, last season, where he said that teams in the bottom sort of seven half of the league were were scared of going out to make mistakes or scared to have any urgency. And yeah. we've we've looked we've looked nervous all season, but we looked ridiculously nervous. On Saturday, it was it Pressure was a game, mate. It was it was, it was it was a must win at the end of the day, and we we lost it. Well, the, the, that must win factor has been there for weeks. That it was a must win against West Brom, and we went behind, which we didn't deserve to go behind in the West Brom game. No, the the big, and we came back to win, but we actually showed fight and showed urgency. But yeah, last but well on Saturday we didn't none not. of it. It it's 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 gone. Well. Yeah, you've said that the, the positive aspect was the defence. Another makeshift back three. The yeah. 11th trio Mate. partnership this season is... It, we, we've been blighted by injuries, but I'm, I, I can't use that as an excuse anymore. I just simply can't. We've can't got professional footballers there. excuses of, hence of injuries, the fans, and then Wilder come out with one with refereeing last night. But as, as, as in refereeing decisions over the season... Some have gone for us, some have gone against us. You can't no. play that poor, mate, and using an excuse. No, because last night we, we just conceded all control to Fulham. They had all of the game. Yeah, they we had never everything. ever 
we had never ever once took the game to them. We never said to them, we never had that northern mentality and took game bit scruff at neck and said, right, we're in a battle here. Let's battle him. Let's get his armors out. Let's get his spears out. And let's go for them because they've got technically very, very good footballers. And most of their games, they've dominated. They've dominated possession. They play pretty yeah. football. Got a lot of flair players. We're never going to be like that. We we don't. We there's. I can't think of many games off the top of my head. Maybe Burnley last season where we dominated from minute one to minute ninety three. I'm never yeah. expecting that. We needed to just take a bit of scruff at neck and what Ollie McBurney needed to do, as I said to you on WhatsApp, he needed to be a rhino last night. He needed just bulging yeah. way around and 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 have a fate with that Johansson and whatever. Not not literally have a fate, of course, but you know what I mean. The two strikers got bullied out of game, mate. Bullied out of game. Yeah, exactly, and that statistic that came at half time. I just, I was sat at my desk when Kelly Cade said it. When Kelly Cade said it at half time, we didn't have the ball in their box once in forty-five minutes. Yeah, didn't have a single that, touch in their area. Name last game that's to... ever happened. It's it's a fair few seasons ago. It's, it's got to be I, League One days, surely. No idea. I have I have no idea. It literally, it, that's never happened under Wilder, and I'm not no. blaming Wilder by any stretch of the imagination. No, but it's um, never, it's, it's alien, isn't it? Yeah, this whole season is over the last with the, four or five years that he's been in job. Mm. I, I haven't seen team not be, I'm not saying they're not rallied and raring to go every game, but just off it massively, massive, massively. massively off it. Well. Yeah, and losing key players is obviously not gonna gonna help that when you've got influential players like we've we've spoken before about Jack O'Connell being out and yeah. and Sander being out, but losing Chris Basham last night, a, a warrior losing. leader for his play, playing two hundred over two hundred and fifty games for his over a six seven year spell was just as soon as he went down, it's just oh no, this he's season just cannot single, get any worse. He's not missed a single Premier League game. It's made all 63. Is it 63 now? I think it is. Along those lines, yeah. Something like that. I think that was that anyway. Yeah, Um, absolutely. But to lose two key parts of the the chink in the mail at the uh, centre-half in the last two games (laughs) is a bit of a kick in the old cojones. Yeah, it's literally like having two dice and still rolling a one. Yeah. It's just... it's, it's It's been one after another in... This season's been a complete write-off. In far, oh yeah, I, I am a. You would probably say out of out of the two of us, I am the optimist and you're the pessimist. Yeah, massively. massively. But even the I, pessimist even, is bred into me, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Even <laughs> even I'm even I'm running into alleyways now. I just not having a clue where what's going on next or where this is going next. Because it's just it's it's essentially now we've got another wound in the battlefield. Even though we've not really participated in the battlefield, yeah. if, you, if 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 anybody can come to me, either on social media or face to face, well, social distance, of course, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and tell me that one of them players battled hard on Saturday, then I'll happily back my case because John Lundy didn't ra- even break sweat, mate. No, it's I, he I'm so off that pitch in seventy fifth minute, dry as a bone. I'm I'm so, I'm still so torn on Lundy because. On on his day, he's absolutely wonderful to watch, and he can he, he can he breaks he, he can break the line so well as a tough yeah, tackle. He's the energy it, of midfield. But when he's not on it, it's so on it, so it's, shows. Yeah, eight times out of ten this season, let's say maybe possibly seven, he's not looked interested. For me, well, yeah. 
personally. In the contract so me situation, personally, sure. Now, exactly. But if he's not going to sign it, if he were going to sign it, they signed it already. Yeah, if he's not going to sign it, he just needs to leave. If and he's not going to sign it, that's it. Yeah. Just because, at end of the season, just go, right, thanks, John. Thanks for your service over the last three years. Off you pop. Because if you... I think we're the only team in the Premier League without any big-time Charlies, as the common cliche goes, where we've got we've got good players, we've got valued players. You, you can look at other clubs and you've got plenty of big-time Charlies in there that will try no, and rule the roost. And when you try big-time and, Charlies, they're out at door. Exactly. Well, Mark Duffy... The, yeah, absolutely. Well, Mark prime Duffy, example. Mark prime Duffy's example. the prime example. He, he, he became a big-time Charlie um, and then ended up sinking. Where did he go? Stoke. Stoke, then Arda Den Haag for a bit, and then now he's at Fleetwood. A great save. Premier League football. He could. He probably wouldn't have played that many games due to his age, and we did because that that magic that magical position that he played in 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 league well in League One and the Championship just suddenly disappeared. It has still played some games. Yeah, he'd he'd have been. And he he, he always had the option of creating something and making something out of nothing. I look at Ethan Ampadu and I, well, he, he was cha- he was chopped and changed in position. He started at the right side centre of centre half, centre half, yeah, sorry, and then then into centre mid, then back at centre half, and then he was back in centre mid. He was all over the place, yeah. Uh, and I, I look at him when he gets on ball, and in, and in previous games he's looked so calm, composed. He's looked like someone who was obviously he, he came through the he came through the Exeter ranks and then went to Chelsea 15, 16. You can tell that Chelsea's within him. Where he gets the ball and keeps things ticking over when he's in midfield, and he's the same as a centre off. He's a no nonsense centre off that can play the ball, which is rare for us. But last night when he was in midfield, he, he, I look at him. I want him to pick the ball up and not spray it fifty yards. I want him just to play a simple pass. He looks so nervous every for time. For me, he got though, for me, you can't you can't start someone at right centre half and then go right. All of a sudden, your game your game set and your mindset is changing that you're going to centre mid. Yeah, if they started the game at centre mid, for me personally, I think they've had a much better game. I still yeah. can't understand why Chris Basham plays in midfield. I, I, well, his head says that, one thing and his feet go like clowns. I thought before the game, and I, I, ha- I was relatively happy with team. Well, then they then they kept saying it, it pre-match builded that well Wilder's ripped another team sheet up and he's he's trying being loyal with a strike force and McBurney came into the team, which I thought I thought Fulham was a a good option, but I don't think Sharps. I, I love Billy Sharp. We both do. Yeah. I don't think that was Billy's type of game. It, no, it, I don't. It, because they, we didn't. We did try the opportunities from behind, but that free kick that did go into their box that went out for a goal kick. I'm, I'm, I'm not a football manager, and I'm not a tactician at any. For and oh, no. people, people will throw shade at people who who do this, but we are fans, and we are entitled to our opinion. But I'd have started with Ollie Burke. Out, out of the six yeah, strikers we've got... I'd have chose out, Burke or Brewster, at least. Yeah. Out of the and six I'm not stri- Brewster's biggest supporter a minute. No, absolutely not. But out know. of the six strikers we've got in the football club, Sharp and Ollie Burke are the two that are arguably in form. I don't class David McGoldrick as a striker. Personally, he won't play up front because he just drops he's deep a bit anyway. Of a busy body. He's a busy body, isn't he, McGoldrick? He's a, he's a he'll busy body. He, yeah, he'll, he'll play anywhere. And he's, we've seen him on the right-hand side of centre midfield this year. Which was a travesty in itself. We've seen him in the, yeah. the centre attacking midfield role. We've seen him up front. He's still a top goal scorer. Well, I think yeah, I think Sharp might have overtaken him now, but he's up there. They they have scored. No, he is, he is our top goal scorer. Uh, is he top goal scorer outright? 
it, it's just that, I think that it's seven in it you've got along those lines. But if we would have had Oli Burke on the pitch, or even Rian Bruce, or even both of them, I'm not saying Oli McBurney wasn't a right fit for the game, but we, it, it was just, just a team to be lump it ball with them two up top, and they're not quick enough to run and chase around lump it balls. No, fair enough. McBurney wins headers nine times out of ten, they go anywhere. But yeah, in that aspect, I don't mind it. But in other aspect, it's not Sheffield United football. No, and we've and we've become very accustomed to different styles of football. If looking at our history, we've we've seen all sorts of different Jesus, types of football. Yeah. We've seen like it and lump it. We've seen very pretty football under Danny Wilson. We've seen very effective football under Nigel Clough. We've seen a mixture with Warnock and a billion strikers on the pitch. We've seen a bit of all sorts. But under Wilder, we've become accustomed to. And I, teams have definitely worked us out. There's no doubt about it. Of how oh, massively. Well, they worked us out last season. But that's the same with every team. Look at Liverpool. They've been worked yeah, out. Exactly. Yeah, they've had injuries, but they've been worked out. They, they, people have nullified the threat that, well, yes, Trent Alexander-Arnold and Randy Robertson can both attack, but Trent is a, arguably a very, a, in, a, out of comparison of the two, is a weaker defender, and they've attacked him. So if they put someone yeah. with, with pace on the left-hand side, look at Raheem Sterling against Liverpool. It's a prime example. Yeah. Absolutely rinsed him inside and out. Uh, obviously, Man City, Man City now have won one, 18 games on the trot, which must be some sort of bloody record. Oh, no, no doubt. No doubt. I'm glad we've played them twice. So happy we've yeah. played them twice. Uh, I, I'm glad to see the back of them. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come on to it now, but the hoof ball. Every time the ball was in the in, in the air of some capacity, it was just like, why can't they? There was an incident last night, and, I, and Jag played really well, apart from this, where the ball was coming out of the sky. All you had to do, use your head. Use your noggin. And he boots it. I know which it. one you mean. It, he just he shanks just, it. He absolutely it into, into Fulham's corner and Billy nearly caught it. But he, he, this is like 10, 15 minutes into the game. Bring ball down. Yeah. I'd rather him just give it to other centre-half, give it to Baldock because Baldock yesterday with his first game back was arguably for me, apart from Ramsdale, our man of the match. But he couldn't do what he's good at. He's a phenomenal defender. That's because Anthony Robinson, mate, pinned him in his position. Pinned him in his position. It was like Baldock didn't was give du- him chance. Was like it, it was like Anthony Robinson split himself into two and double marked him. Yeah, they they played four at back, right? Yeah. And we play wing backs, and we still and their wing backs were pinning our fifth people back. I tell you what, it were it was tactically set up quite well from Scott Parker. Yeah, I rate him. Um, I'm going to say He's this, right? Not bad I, at all. I really do rate him. I, I rate him in his in his tactics. I don't know if you noticed. Did you see their first corner? <laughs> their first corner, there was, I think there were 18 players in our six-yard box, including Keith. Yeah, the one where they whipped it. And it um, no, they didn't, went... no, it, it, no, what he Oh, did, no, they played it short, didn't Played they? it short, but you've got, I don't sure. know if it was, was it Anguissa? Yeah. No, was it Anguissa? It might have been Anguissa. He was stood on the edge of the box. He must have had. Yeah, and he, yeah, he lamb shanked it to yeah. right, doesn't it? Yeah, but, it's, it, but it was just a strange corner. And that's what I like about Young managers coming into uh, into football and hearing that obviously it's not happened now because Jonathan Woodgate's been appointed that Thierry Henry was in line for the Bournemouth job. It's good to see a lot of ex-professionals that we grew up with and Scott Parker and probably alongside it, it was a great player and it's good to see that he's had a success at manager and Fulham are a chop and change club. I I expect him to be one at first to be sacked. Yeah, I agree. I, I thought he was going to get sacked before Billich would get sacked. And after we've played Fulham twice, I really, really do hope they do stay up. Really do hope. Because they play a really nice style of football. 
and they're a, they're a nice club. I've said this to you before, and I've seen so many people talk about it. Says, I'm gonna I'm gonna open this question out. Who on earth supports Fulham? I've never, ever, I've, ever, I've ever, never ever, met one. I've never met one. <laughs> never. Never. I, I know we live like 150 miles away, but I've never interacted with one on the internet. I've never seen no. them on Twitter. I just, they're the old, I think one of the oldest clubs in London. But they're a good club and they're expanding. And they are probably a Premier League, a, a, a decent Premier League outfit. Um, so they, I really, They've got the money for it, haven't they? I've got to look at when they come up other season. They spent, what, 130, 150 million? I, I, I don't mind Fulham as a club. At all, um, and I've got. Yeah. I've to, got me, nothing... to me, the one of them clubs where they're just irrelevant to me. Yeah, they are irrelevant to me. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? I'm not saying they're an irrelevant club, but to me personally, they, I just don't care about them. Yeah, uh, yeah, and they're, they're, just, they, they, where... they're just there, aren't they? They're yeah, there, but I, I do have massive respect for them. I have massive respect for what Scott Parker's doing and and how he does it. Um, yeah, very good it, man manager. Very good man manager. Yeah, because if you look at him as an actual footballer, he was just sort of that that traditional number six that was break play up, give it to someone else who can who can do something with it and scored an odd goal. I was going to say the thing that shone out for me with him yesterday was they come out for the second half before we did. Yeah, and you know, like we do that that drill where we warm up on halfway line and all that lot. Well, they were doing it near their tunnel, and Scott Parker were there just encouraging. Yeah. How many Premier League managers is he doing that? No idea. None. No, I've not None. seen any. There's about there's got to be. A, Literally an handful, yeah. If that, I think Sean Dyke. Well, he was literally there encouraging. I, I, I'm still confused of why the tunnel was over there, but it probably built in 17th century. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean? But you don't see many managers coach coaching a, a refitness drill. They normally leave it to the fitness people, the fitness coach. Sorry, to just be like, right, when they go out, sort them out. I'm going yeah. to stand in the dugout and get ready. Yeah, yeah. But it was just, it was just something nice to see. Don't see yeah. much of it, to be fair. No, he's, he, he's definitely one of the managers that still takes part in training. He's got to be. Yeah. He, he definitely puts a bib on to go with Joey's. He definitely still plays a bit. But still got they, 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 I, I've got no worries whatsoever of saying they fully deserved the victory yesterday. It's just, it's just so disappointing that we created absolutely nothing. We had a few half chances and the two offsides, the, and we, the we thing, yeah, but the first that. offside, the first offside really grinds my gears. I mean, it's a close offside, but why is Billy going for it? McBurney's behind him. No idea. It's that communication again, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's just a team that's. I don't think I've ever seen a team that this this low on confidence. I know confidence is ah. one of those things. It's, it's like saying to somebody, oh, yeah, I don't feel confident in my job, so I can't do it. I know that's it, but it's, it's a morale issue. It's, I, bet, yeah. well, I, I wonder if Wilder gets in on a Monday morning and just sits there where he puts his, puts his, puts his hand on his head and like, what on earth have I got to do? What's next? He's tried. I, I, th- I think he's ground every single option he has available to him I, now. Yeah, and I think he's, I think he's recycling all options now. I've, I've seen a, a couple of people um, call for his head. Again, yeah, we mentioned that last time, didn't we? In, in episode yeah. one, we, we mentioned that before, and it's, it, it, it's it, not it, wilder, it, mate. It's it's the resources he's got to deal with, yeah, and the quality of players he's got to deal with, and that that proved yesterday. I'm not saying we have to go out and spend hundred million like I nearly I'm saying I, change the whole team. No, I nearly fell up floor when we spent what 16, 17 million on Sander and twenty three point five on Brewster. 
Like I got excited. On yeah, or is it twenty two on Sunday? So I got excited. I got excited. Like we spent forty five million pounds on two players. I don't think we spent forty five million pounds in the 17, 18 years I've been following United. I'm not going, not not advocating going out and just going right. Let's just spend everything we've got. We, you, yeah. Bearing in mind, yeah, let's that, put everything up for sale and just buy one great big player that's we, not going to make any difference to size. Well, exactly. You, you can't just rely on rely on that. You've got to you've got to do it gradually. All hope is officially faded. To be fair, I'm ninety nine percent there. I've still got that one percent. I'm. St- I've still. You're always going to have that little bit, but I'm. I'm. Yeah. I'm, yeah. yeah I'm d- well, bearing in mind, like that's our twentieth league defeat of the season, and that one hurt the most. Yep. Not. Not even. Never been done by another club. No. Never. Never. We're breaking. Never. We're breaking records left, right, and centre. Yeah, we're, that's what we're here for, mate. Great records. We're oh, just yeah. breaking the wrong bloody ones. Yeah, but yeah. Before everybody turns off because there's two manic depressants on the other end, I am <laughs> gonna, I, I am gonna talk about some positives. Oh, I'm gonna talk about one positive in particular, and a lot of, a lot of supporters on social media have obviously gone hell and leather for Aaron Ramsdale, but over the season, oh, he's been fantastic. Unbel- the last three games, un- unbelievable. I think he's been fantastic all season. I, yeah, yeah. I, 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 have to I agree. feel. I feel. I just think what what's in front of him is terrible. I feel so sorry for him because obviously he came from that Bournemouth team with a poor back four in front of him, and he's now come to us. Well, back United, where this the settle back five has been just, dismantled just sixteen just, times. Yeah, he, I bet he's going home in after games or after training. I'm either voodoo. I'm either the black sheep here, but it's, I bet I, he didn't turn Twitter on. He didn't. He didn't even have that much do, much to do yesterday. And when he did, he did it well. Yeah. Yeah. And he's growing in confidence as the season goes by because at the start, yeah, he was nervous and he has dropped a few. But at the start of the season, though, he wouldn't have come. There were, I can't, I can't remember what we were, but he went to put a ball in towards like Josh Madger off the left hand side. It might yeah. have been Robinson, it might have been Loftus Cheek. And he comes out and he claims it. Yeah. Absolutely. Commands his area again. Yeah. Yeah. I feel safe. Brilliant. I feel safe with balls in air and he's in the middle of his six yard box. And I, I think that pretty much 100% of the time that he's going to either get a really good punch on it or get two hands on it and claim it and bring it in. I mean, uh, it Harrison Reed, Small ginger kid. Yeah, Harrison yeah, yeah, Reed. Yeah, Reed. Yeah, Southampton. He had a shot in first half and it went left to right about five times and Ramsdale's just solidly behind it. Yeah. Makes the W like every keeper does and just stops the ball dead. It's confidence, mate. That's all that's coming to it. It's confidence. Yeah. Another, yeah, another good signing as well. Um, yeah, we're definitely... I think the spine of the team is is definitely we've got a focal point up front. We've got a solid man between the sticks. We just need to flesh it out in the middle and getting O'Connell back next season. You've got that start solid middle centre half, and then you've got Egan as well. And it depends what Chris Basham decides to do. Yeah, he's probably if we I'd I'd love to see them three back in the championship next season. I think four of the back five will definitely be still there. So I think Baldock, Bash. Egan and O'Connell will be our sort of our, our, our first side of it and then left wing back I think will be the highest part of it. It, could, it could be highest part anyone hey, but, other than Ender Stevens, in my opinion uh, it'll, be, it'll be between Ender Stevens, Ben Osborne and Reese Norrington Davis if we don't sell him which will be yeah. absolutely gutted if we do because um, Stoke fans are really beginning to like a, a really good spell at Luton and he's now at Stoke I just no, don't no, understand no, no, no. What we've got to lose about putting a couple of youth in now. Well, yeah. And and next season, make a couple of more youth on bench. 
That's it. That's and, it. And just bring a few in. Not have to spend as much then. I mean, obviously, still spend. Well, we, we, we we're gonna have to two or three bodies in midfield. We, 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 a couple we, more backup defenders. Yeah, we're gonna have to buy wisely. I I was thinking about this while I was planning this. There's one. Um, I know he's in playing in League One, and he's played in League One for quite a bit. To be fair, but I'd love to see a player, a bit of a flair player like Sammy Smodich, sort of that sort of ilk and that sort of player. Um, is it Peterborough? Is it Peterborough? Yeah, he's bagging him in for four. Five foot five, isn't he? He's not the biggest player, but he had a really good spell at Colchester. Went to Bristol yeah. City in the Championship, didn't really get the opportunity and then they ended up at Peterborough. And Peterborough have that reputation of selling players onto higher leagues and then them doing really well. Ivan Tony being a prime example. He's ridiculous. He is. He is absolutely ridiculous. Why didn't we, why didn't we spend £10 million on him? No idea. No idea we got. And yeah, what, what Brentford fans must be thinking, oh no, we've got rid of Ollie Watkins inside Ben Rama. Oh wait, incoming. Well, we've still got Sergi Canals. He'll play in the by Ben Rama. Well, oh yeah, and Ivan Tony. For ten million quid, yeah, it, it's just it's just men. exactly. Well, speaking of squad players, with the it's where next because I don't know how long I don't know if we've been planning for the championship, but just I've got a whole host of players here that are, are out due to injury or other reasons. So uh, Jack Robinson has disappeared off the face of the earth. So if 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 anybody can get in touch with us and say where on earth he is, has anybody seen him? Because I have no idea where he is. Like I said to you, mate, I think he's dead. <laughs> I have no idea. I think, I think he's dead. He's literally fell off the face of the earth. Not in the... He played, what, it's like seven games in, in a row and then just disappeared. Yeah, he disappeared on the face of the earth. I have no idea where he's gone. Like John Wicks had him in back at car <laughs> or something, just, just popped him off and gone. Gone, yeah. just he just disappeared. Yeah. So if, anyway, if, if anybody can answer the question of Jack Robinson, are you there? Does anybody know where you yeah. are? Are you okay? Then feel free to to, to get in touch. Um, and Berg is obviously out for well, it's looking like eight to twelve more weeks. And beginning of March, at, at beginning of April, and then Egan out for eight weeks, and now Basham's out for a it's so, hamstring. It's at least four, yeah, three, four, five, six, maybe, maybe six weeks. Yeah, it's good to see on the positive side of things that Ender's back. So we've got a left back, George Bulldog being back and Flex starting, which I don't think he really should have. He looked a bit off. No, I agree. He didn't look. He didn't look ready. Ben Os. Um, I know people are going to slate me for saying Ben Osborne should have played yesterday. Correct. Just for energy in midfield. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Duracell bunny. Yeah, exactly. Um, the, the the positive part of it is seeing that Eves's operation went well. If he's dislocated, yeah. So, who gets Egan's spot? Who now gets Basham's spot? Who's for 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 future games? What's the back three? The the back three, I'm I reckon it'll be Keen Bryan will play left centre half. He's not been bad this year. I think he's been excellent. I have to say, he's been pretty good. And I I slated him when we watched him against Sunderland last yeah. year. That was his only game I've ever seen him play for us. Ampadu will be right centre off, and then. It's going to have to be Jack. It's going to have to be Jack I can't think of anybody. But can a 38-year-old play Saturday, Tuesday every two weeks, okay. especially with this massive... I've got one to throw at you that could possibly... He's probably, he's probably going to be on the bench. Are you going to say Kyron Gordon? No. I'm, oh. I'm going to say Jack Rodwell. Um, is he still at club? He's still at the club, yeah. Still the football club. Oh, yeah, still the football club. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I thought he'd gone. No, he's, no he's, he, signed in, he signed with Jags another one-year contract. Um, 
He's he's gonna. He, he's, I don't think I've ever seen him play for us, has he? I think he played it. Has he played in a couple of? I think he's playing a couple of group games. Yeah. Um, mm. He's obviously. I'm. I'm not saying he has to start, but he's got to be on the bench shortly because. Yeah, we, I think we, he'll we, be on we, bench because we're we're pretty short. We've been short all season. We we have been short. All under twenty threes, mate. We end up being on bench now. But this this just pr- proves this season, mate, is strength in depth. Yeah, we've never had the biggest. Squad. Well, we have none. Yeah, we've never had the biggest squad in the world. But yeah, this season is really, really showing. And then to the second sort of injury, I I, I love how brutally honest Wilder is, but his yeah, comments last cool. week about Sander and sadly he's going to look like he's not going to be with us next season. Yeah. How likely? Absolutely gutting. To be fair, with how that. likely? How likely do you think it is we're going to keep him? Uh, seventy thirty that we're not. That's actually more up to I, that's I, actually more optimistic than I thought you were going to be. To be more fair. optimistic that because I I believe the kid loves the club, but the kid wants to play Champions League football, which you can't fault him because he's a he's a high quality player. Yeah. My only thing is, is someone going to take a punt on a kid that's and that, now going to have an injury that might end up be rare? I'm putting my blades cap on front and back here. I think for his development, I think he needs to stay with us for another year, whether we can afford to keep him or not, because there is. Clubs like Aston Villa sniffing around, and there's probably a variety of sniffing around. Arsenal were interesting for January until he got injured. Uh, well, yeah, it was never going to go in January. It all depends who comes knocking on that big red door. Yeah, and if if we sell him to Villa, that's a side. If we sell him to Villa, mate, I'll cry. They're they're, they're going to fall off anyway. As much as I don't mind Aston Villa in any regard, yeah, I know you've got a passionate hatred for him, but uh, can't stand um, I think he's not. He, as soon as they lose Jack Grealish, mate, they're done. Well. It, Look at them against Leicester on on Sunday, with that Grealish at first half and click click your fingers and they were two 0 down. He needs to be playing some sort of European football, whether it's in this country, whether it's abroad. But I, I, you don't get linked before us with the likes of Liverpool, yeah, into Milan, Napoli, Napoli's. Yeah, it don't happen unless you've got something about you. And I don't know, I don't know how. And God's green earth, Chris Wilder's managed to pull his strings because when we tried to sign him in summer. He turned around and went, I know pretty much nothing about you and I expect you to go down. We nearly got Europe. Overachieved, massively overachieved. But in January, he thought, I hope, something might be kicking off here. I don't think... There's every chance. I I don't think he can be that greedy at at 22 years old or 23 years old that he can demand European football. I know he's he's played there with, with, with Genk and... He's played against. He played against English clubs. I think. I, but you've got to have some aspirations of. Yeah. Of but playing. so has Rian Brewster. Rian Brewster's got them same aspirations. Rian Brewster's got a Champions League medal. Well, yeah, he has a Champions League medal of something that he he he, he played very little party. And when we had Ben Woodburn, he had he has the same aspirations. When you get players from from clubs, he was terrible, by the way. For us, yeah, he was garbage. Oh, absolutely. We're always going to be a stepping stone. Yeah. In Sanders. Yeah, career. but. Wilder's yeah, it. It, were always going it was to always going to happen. I just don't want to happen it to this soon. No, I, I, I think it. I don't want a year out of him for him to go. No, I don't think it's the right time for him to go, but I think he will. Wilder and the board are really going to have to put the foot down. They say, look, we've, we're going to, we've got to extract as close to. As, if, as someone, close... if someone turns around for you, we sign him for twenty-two million. If someone comes in for me in summer, let's say, i.e., Arsenal as a as a club that we're interested, Arsenal coming with thirty million quid. Oh, I'll take it. No problem. Exactly. But they're not going to offer it. If, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. They'll not offer thirty no. million. No chance. But I think we'll try and make it, as much money back as we possibly can. Yeah, absolutely. Can. And if if we sell him to a Premier League club, I'd like the board to go for a, a money and another player 
as well. So get so get yeah, get something nice. in return because we we've yeah. got a massive hole in midfield now. Sander leaving will just create a gaping gap. We've not seen the vast amounts of him, but when we have watched him play, he's just he just oozes elegance. He oozes, just oozes. glides past. I, I, I can't un- I, for six foot five. No one should move. No, like I've that. never seen anything like it. Like for a for a, for a centre mid to be just that composed, and yeah, you, you could mistake him if you if you described Sander Berg and we didn't give him his height, you'd say, "Well, he's five foot ten, five foot eleven, diminutive." Yeah. No, he's six foot five. Some games, he just makes it look effortless. Yeah, absolutely. And the, yeah, he, the the best way, the best phrase I can think of is yeah, he oozes class. In, in all aspects yeah. of the department, defensively and going forward. Yeah, he's he, he out of the players we've signed, he's adapted to the Premier League the quickest. I sometimes think he's got lead weight in his boots when he can't head a ball because he can't <laughs> jump all <laughs> <No>. the time. <laughs> that's the only downside. That's probably why he's not in box for 90% of the time. Um, no. But when he does, it creates a problem because for his he's an excellent, excellent, excellent player. Okay, on to a contentious issue for you anyway. Well, probably for me as well. So, while I was just perusing online, um, sort of scrolling through Twitter and just having a look at at news articles from a variety of different sources that read into Sheffield United, saw a very interesting quote from Ollie Norwood uh, in, in the local media. And it was a review of his own performances. And I'll read it out and I want... Just, I just wanted to. I hope he says he's been absolutely sugar on the ice. Well, you, I, I'm going to give you the quote now. I can't sit here and say I'm happy with how I'm performing because I'm not. But I'm working hard, trying to put it right and be better. What do you think? Uh, well, he didn't put it better against Fulham because he'd come on pitch and we in five seconds played a blind pass. <laughs> he loves a good blind pass, doesn't he? I, I, I can't. I can't figure out why he does it. He goes. He goes. He goes. He goes from here. To, he, he, he's so hot and cold because he does that. Yeah, it literally goes from I'll play an absolute mint ball to next. Oh wait, I'll, I'll get it away inside penalty area. And yeah, it's penalty. absolutely. But, and that and that's it. I mean, he hasn't done that this season, but that's that's the level of well you, high you, to low that it's it's it's. Out. Yeah, you look you look at that blind pass and played that. I thought, oh, for crying out loud, not again. And then three, four minutes later, he's got ball at edge eighteen yard area and played that fizzing ball across box where McBurney yeah. and Sharp don't quite communicate. That's what he's capable of, and that's what we were used to seeing. In, in, in I got in, a brand new phone the other week, and I am sick of throwing it at my sofa because my sofa's got literally got phone marks like imprinted <laughs> where it's just hit against the fabric because it's that many times where he does something so stupid. Yeah. But the first thing to do is just get stressed and just throw your yeah, phone. He, he needs to go back to basics. And we've, we've mentioned this before, but, it but he's just he, he's showing, he shows glimpses. He's so inconsistent. So, so inconsistent. He's an absolute bugbear. To be honest, I, it won't, I mean, obviously, he's probably going to play because Nobody. we've got absolutely <laughs> zero midfielders. But um, I wish he won. I'm sorry if that offends anyone. In the world, but I absolutely think he's trying. Well, you don't have to apologise for anything. You know, your opinion's your opinion. I I said when we signed him, I thought fair enough. We've got a bad championship player on his hands here. And then as the season went on, I thought, is he as good as what people say? He's got a a, a Gerard to David Beckham passing him. Can't run. What can he do? Every now and again, he'll produce a bit of magic. I.e. Yeah, Brentford yeah. away. 
quality finish. What, what, what last goal we scored, but weren't for penalty spot? What, what, what last assist he got? Not this year. <laughs> what was the last crucial bit of thing where it's like, oh, Ollie Norwood, you were fantastic there. When was the last game that he did something decent? It was, I can say shown glimpses, but that's it. I can't, I can't say from glimpses you know, ain't enough though no, in but, this league. So but you, can, it's it, not. you can label that with everybody that we've got. Well, yeah, no, I agree, but he's yeah. a minute. Cream yeah. at crop have been absolutely. He's either hundred degrees or minus hundred degrees in any of this. I just want, a, I just want, a, I just want yeah. steady. I want consistent because consistency is so key. It's, I could say yeah. same about Ender Stevens. Yeah. Absolutely, I, 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 I think it's it, it, yeah. Well, I, I, I do like Ender Stevens, and um, he's been he's been excellent for us. But I know fans of other clubs that have had him in the past and have said the exact same thing that he's been unplayable to just dross in in, in the space of two, yeah. three, four games. Out of all the players at the club, I think confidence for him is is so so important and beyond. Now sticking up for individual players, and Oliver Norwood is as much as I, I don't mind him. Um, and where we sit on the carp is is like the Oliver Norwood fan club. Once last season, I can't remember which game it were. Where I was stood there, and I just said, "Look, he he, he just needs to just step it up twenty percent." I thought I were going to be sniped from people around me from all all sides. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. What did I say? He's like, he's one of the best players we've got, and he's he's Mister Consistent. He can do this. He can do that. I says, but I bet they're well, not saying I that now. Nah. I bet I bet they've turned on him as as quickly as milk goes off. I just it was frustrating last season. He's just not improved this season, and he's just continued to decline. I want to move on to happier things because as much as our the 18 that are in and around the squad and the ones on the periphery aren't doing that much. We have some young talent within our club and we are known for our academy that are doing absolute bits. We've got some massive talent coming through and and keeping tabs on the under-23s as we do and also the under-18s. They're absolutely flying and seeing seeing that the United lads are beating S6 constantly home and away is is always a nice pleasure to have and seeing... Like yeah. it does make you smile. smile in the in the sort of the last sort of six or seven weeks, we've had well we had Zach Brunt on the bench against Fulham. Uh, we had Antoine Atford come on yeah. and on the bench at, at Crystal Palace. We've had uh, Maguire uh, on the bench for the last two games. Um, yeah. We also met we got Karen Gordon. Gordon. But the one talent that is lighting it up is Arari. The the little the no, little he's, he's forward. Incredible. Is, is he a forward or is he a centre mid? I don't know what he is. He's, he seems he's a bit of a goldie. He's a forward thinking player. I'm going to lose. I'm going to use the loose term in forward, and I'd love to have him around in the squad at the moment. But he's currently smashing goals in left, right, and centre for his, his country. Did you see his yeah, goal for unbelievable. Tunisia over there? Un- unbelievable. His, his first touch is impeccable. Just stops and his game. He, no matter how many how much our fans talk about him, he just keeps he keeps delivering. Should we now, as a club, looking forward to next season, should we start bleeding this young talent in and, give, and, and giving them a chance yep. to give them game time to prepare and to say, look, this is now your time to get some Premier League experience for you to be in the squad to feature next season? 
No, I agree. I, I, I've said it for a bit. We're, we're lacking youthful, different ideas in club. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Zach Brunt would have it, it, it'd been perfect game for him to come on and just be like, right, Wilder, just go right. Go and have fun. Off you go. Go and have fun. Prove your point. Yeah, go because there's no pressure on a young kid now. We're in relegation. Yeah, we're we're, we're, we're down. down, Seb. We're down. There's no pressure on him. Go out, enjoy your show football. Us, yeah. If you create some show magic, what you create got. some magic. If you don't, run your run your ass off at team. Do we? Do we just just, just say to them, look? You're going to be in the squad for the remainder of the season. He may play bit parts, or does Wilder take a risk? If, even if you literally put them in squad just so they're around first team, I, I, because they they will train with the, the first team lads. But I, I absolutely, I absolutely agree, and I'd have, I'd have loved to have seen Zach Brunt on on Saturday against Fulham. Yeah, going back to him, I'd, I'd have just said to to Zach Brunt, just like it's one 0 we're not in this game at all. Just go and show me what you've got, and if you can create a bit of magic, it takes a second to score a goal. The best way to describe. Especially our midfield at the moment is stale. Yeah, total words exactly out my mouth. Uh, it's so stale. stale it's so stagnant. It's just it feels like nobody's oiled that machine for six, seven months, and Fleck being at only at fifty percent is just so demoralising because he's so so good when he's on it. He is unreal. We obviously don't know the the ins and outs of, of what's going on behind the scenes, but Wilder's that kind of guy to stick two fingers up to the establishment why, why, why don't you just <laughs> he's frying the game peppered Wilder is I, I don't think he wants to lose his job no I'm not saying slate people but I but I think he's scared no now of making another mistake he's a target he's a now target. He's, he's like right we've got king and queen left on the on the on the chessboard and the bishops are chasing after you he's, he's getting to that stage now where a few more moves and it could be checkmate there's got to be a point yeah, where right. you've got to, you've got to justify. You've got to be accountable to your actions, and he's, he's got, got to yeah, he's got to be backed in some form of way in the summer. And he's got to say, look, this is my philosophy. You know the philosophy. We've done this now for three, four, five years. This is exactly how I want to play. These are the players we need. Not exactly, not naming names specifically, and also I want to bleed some young talent in because look at our recent record of young yeah. talent. We sold Harry Maguire, sold Dave, we sold the two yeah, Kyles, I mean, we sold Matty Lowton, and obviously David Brooks as well. So that's just naming naming five players off the top of my head, and that we've got um four yeah, like current Car- Premier League players. The, yeah, oh, so, three, uh, sorry, Walker, three, and Maguire, Walker, Lowton, yeah, and Maguire, and I think he's still at Swansea, and David Brooks at Bournemouth. It's a really bright future for the young lads, and I really do hope they. Um, they succeed in the under 23s development league and in the under 18s. And also, good luck to Tunisia um, at the under, I think it's the under 20s, Africa Cup of Nations. And before, yep. before we move on, um, what's the, is it Broadbent? Is that yes. what got George Broadbent, yeah. How's, how's he doing? I know Kula Bar is um, great. He, Broadbent he, he, keeps, he came on, I know he came on in the Antwerp derby against Royal Antwerp. That was not last weekend, the weekend before. Um, by the looks of it, he's sort of a, a an impact player. Right. The, the Kula Bali one uh, is just bizarre. I, I've never, right ever in my life seen a three-year loan. No, I am. I'm, I'm not, not understanding. Sure. 
Is it something to do with work well, permit? So he's got to have well, a no. full year they're out sh- there or it's got to be a minimum of three to get work? I don't know. That's why he's there. That's why he's yeah, there. Yeah, that's what I mean. Um, I, I'm not particularly sure at, at the time. I'm, I'm really, really not sure in regards to why Koulibaly is there for three years. There must be some sort of clause in that contract because he essentially signed from that yeah, team yeah. in North, that Sarasport, and then came straight to us. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to probably state the obvious now and we're now at another critical point of the season. Now Sky and all the other television authorities have decided to show all the every game live until game. fans are back in the ground. What do we do to change it up? How do we how do we get something out of all of these games, some of these games, what do we do? <laughs> See if we can nick some I highly doubt uh-huh. it's Liverpool at the end of the day. No matter if they're in form, out of form, got four players <laughs> on pitch, they'll probably still walk all over us a bit. So I'm not really expecting much. I don't think there's much you can do. That there's not really a lot, really, other than yeah. play Bogle up front, because he seems to be a creative player at the Madness. I don't think there's a lot you can do. There's really not. With a, with a club and squad as bare as it is, we're relying on a 38-year-old centre-half well, to play three games. I think, yeah, I, I, I definitely think he, he still is capable to do it, but yeah, he wouldn't want to do it. He's still yeah. capable of doing it. Because what I think in regards to switching it up or changing it around, I think, I think a good old-fashioned, loosely put, a bollocking is is on hand because it's simply not good enough. It's not. And I, th- I, I think he knows it and I think players sort of know it already. It's yeah, it is. It's, it's terrible. It's not good. And giving them that the air dryer treatment, as it was it was coined by Sir Alex, is is possibly the the way of going forward. For all three games, <laughs> we need a solid front two. We'll get to teams later anyway. We'll we'll go for our eleven. What we think again for for the Liverpool game, but I think having a, a, them in the week saying right, we're going to work on this specific system. Yes, but we're going to work it around these two players at the top of the pitch. It has to be done it has because to be done. we. Because we've changed off the line so many times this season that we just keep trying the same thing for all of them and every partnership is different. If you've got, for instance, Sharp and Burke yep. on the pitch, lumping the ball in the air is not going to work. Whereas if you've got McBurney and Burke on the nope. pitch, maybe going a bit more direct can work. So say if that, just for argument's yeah. sake, if McBurney and Burke is the striking options, just go, right, we're going to work on this specific thing. We're going to drill it into the ground. There's so many managers out there, it doesn't matter what players you've got in that pitch, you know exactly what's coming. And if you do this for me, you are going to be in my 11. I, I think at the minute it's probably going to have to be McGoldrick and Burke. Yeah. It, as far, as, far as I'm concerned, it's Burke and one other. Just Burke's got yeah. to play just to close them down. We don't close down yeah. enough. We, we haven't, we've lost that high press. We, we have massively... We've lost that high press. We've lost the intensity. We've lost the urgency, and we've lost that pace. And that, and especially against Liverpool, with their tiring, with their long list of injuries, we've got to get out of just go and take the aim to them. We're at home as well. I know. I know yeah, we just, haven't got the roar of the crowd. Bloody, bloody, blah has been said hundreds and thousands of times before. Exactly. Yeah, but we took it to them last exactly. time. We did. So, we've already mentioned Liverpool. We've, we've come on to them in regards to that is our next 
fixture on Sunday at quarter past seven. They are in all sorts of bother, yeah. and they played the, the yeah they played yeah. the Merseyside yeah. derby uh, on Saturday and got essentially torn apart by their near neighbours who haven't beaten them since two thousand and ten. Yeah, yeah, they controlled game, but so just didn't, have, didn't, have that didn't have nothing last bit. And that's on being our next fixture. They've in the three previous encounters that we've had against them. So the the, the first time we played them this season and the two last seasons they haven't battered us. We arguably should have won the home game last season. It was I, I, I got got a point well, at, at least because point. we were excellent. We made one mistake in it, and Virginia will now and profited from it. But it we were uh, we walked out of our ground thinking we are going to Liverpool, to Liverpool and then Liverpool. absolutely storm the league. Um, not make stupid mistakes at back. If balls come into you, put it in Rose Ed. If if in doubt, put it out. Mm. Just be compact. I'm not saying play for a counter, but if you play Burke, counters on against Kabak, who he also suspect, looks so isn't disorientated. Clearly, he's he's well thought of and contacts across the North Sea have, have said to Jurgen Klopp yeah it was a recommendation from David Wagner the ex-Huddersfield and Chalka coach to get Kabak but yeah you're absolutely mm. spot on he looks all over the place speaking of, of that little battle yeah. if you're going to play Burke or even Brewster because this could be the, this could be this could be the game for Brewster yeah, just possibly. to sort of spark into life he played in the reverse fixture and actually played quite well didn't see that much of the ball but he played alright would, would you think either would you man the opposite of man Mark Kabak with Burke and just say look play on his shoulder he's got a mistake in I'd stick him on that yeah. Nate Williams is it Nate Williams yeah. or Nat- the other centre whatever off, yeah. his name is that other centre half we've got either way stick him on either one of them because the both no. a Scooby Doo one's no. going off no I'm not saying play the eye press I'm not saying I, I'm not saying no, that Ollie Burke no, has no, to um pin Kabak into his own corner flag or be on Alisson's tours or game but just sort of if you can see something don't let them ha- don't let them come on us because I hate that sort of Mourinho-esque where they just soak and yeah, soak don't... and soak because we can't yeah, play counter attacking football if, especially if you haven't got Ollie Burke on the pitch if you haven't got Pierce on the pitch you if you look at the statistics from the se- the squad that started the season last season the fifth fastest person in our club is 38 years old yeah <laughs> and to be fair, speaks volumes, he, he spoke it? volumes. Yeah, he does. He spoke volumes against Man City, where um, Gabriel Jesus tried running around. No, was it? No, it was Rashford. No, it was a Man United game uh, where Rashford tried running around Jadielko and he man, marched and man for man, he just ran next to him. Like Rashford wasn't going anywhere. He wasn't just streaking around him. Yeah, whoever's whoever's playing in that left back position or left wing back position or left centre, he's got to get at Trent. Is yeah, yeah, absolutely. Last season we marked him out at game. The own game. That's what we've got to do. Because I'm not being funny. He's not in greatest form in his career. I just he's can't got 26 believe it. goals yeah, in all Unbelievable. He's, he's a robot. Yeah. Is he epitome of a robot? Yeah. We, we've obviously eliminated a lot of key threats for Liverpool. What do we do to quash them? So what do we do to make them small? What do we do to squash them down? Uh, I don't know. Just can you make them small? Can you slow? Them I down? think up until they get. I think until they, 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 I think until they get 35 yards from goal at the moment, they are very slow. Yeah, the build-up play is no. not as intense as it, what it used to be. But that's where we lack, though. The 35-yard yeah. mark is the midfield, and that's that's where we're losing a lot of games. 
players have got to go into its showers afterwards and be able yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. And they've got to come out black and blue because the, the thing is, though, with, with fancy flair yeah. players, is they don't like a battle. Do you think Mohamed Salah wants to be grappled to the floor by Andy Stevens? I don't think Mohamed Salah he wants to be on the floor. And I don't, I, as long floor. as we don't do anything specifically dangerous, I think we need to literally go in like we're going for a battle, just minus the spears and the horses. Yeah. Everton are a, are a club at the moment that can do with the both of that. They've got some nitty gritty players and they've obviously got very good technicians in there, some but they've got some roots in there as well. Like Michael Keane is just an absolute unit. Him and He's John Stone as well, Man City, they, they've come on leaps and bounds, but they're both gritty players. And you need it, yep. and we need to take it to him because if we just if we show Liverpool too much respect, they're just going to walk all over us. So that every team is absolutely well and truly beatable. And this season has been weirder than weird anyway, not just for COVID, but they went to Aston Villa in the well, league and lost seven two. If anybody put a bet yeah, on, exactly. even if even if it was twenty p for them to to lose seven two. Then you need to come and predict my lottery numbers. You need to come and predict my lottery Fair numbers. Play. Yeah, because please. I never saw that happening. <laughs> not not in a cat's open arms chance. I know Villa have been, as we've already mentioned, been excellent this season, but nobody expected that. If we start oofing it, then we just we we we've got we we we've already we may as well put us at a minus three handicap. Yeah, we've we just, already lost. If we start playing oof ball. Unless we're playing it into channels yeah, behind... Yeah, against Fulham, we're just oofing it into the sand or into Thames. I understand safety first, but safety first when you've got 10 yards of space in front of you. Get rid when you need to get rid. It's about that game management. So, looking at the team news, um, at the moment, obviously, they haven't trained yet uh, throughout the week. Um, and when this comes out on Wednesday, there they could have been more news in regards to players, but... As as at the moment, the players we've we've spoken about alias, so Eags, Bash, Berger, Robinson, O'Connell are are doubts and, 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 and out. And Liverpool's woes are they really have fallen off the place compared to last season. Sort of like we've had simultaneous form, just apart from their fourth from Grace is probably a little bit worse than ours is because they're just they're they're a, an absolutely huge club. I'm going to put you on the spot here and we'll ask you your team. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Oh, the team. Yeah. Um, Rammers in that. Baldock. Ampadu. Jags. Keen Bryan. I think it'll be Ender. Don't want it to be, but I think it'll be Ender. I think it'll be... Oh. No. I'll go, sorry. Ender left centre-half. Ben Osborne left wing-back. Like it were... Yeah. In the reverse fixture. Um, then I'm going to go Fleck. It'll be Fleck, Norwood, Lundstrom. It's already picked itself. And then it will be McGoldrick, Burke up top. That's what I'm going with. So mine, pretty much the same as yours, really. So I've got um, Ramsdale, George Bulldog at right wing back. Then the back three from right to left. On Purdue, yeah. Jagielka and Ender Stevens. Ben Osborne at left wing back. Yeah, Norwood, mm-hmm. Fleck, Lundstrom, and my only difference is I'm going Burke and McBurney. I was tempted to put Burke and Sharp, in in all fairness, um, but it, same argument as Jags. I don't think Sharp can play that many games in quick succession. Um, I think he'll need an, an extra. Well, I know it's a week, great, but he's he's played a fair amount of games in a very short space of time and has played pretty much all the minutes. Just before we conclude. Now it's the prediction time. What do you think? Predictions. 
I'm gonna be optimistic in a sense. Mm-hmm. I think we'll lose, to be honest. But Who I'm gonna say two one. I think we'll score. Thank you once again for tuning in to On The Terrace. I really do hope you enjoyed episode three, despite Taylor and myself's clear signs of depression following Sheffield United and our demise this season. As I said in the intro, on Saturday we have a cracking guest for the bonus episode. The gent I've got on doesn't support a club in the Yorkshire or in the Sheffield area. However, he's a very, very close friend of mine and I can guarantee you he will provide you with some cracking insight on his football club. I'm not going to tell you who he supports and you'll find out very, very soon and probably very quickly during that episode who he supports. Thank you very much and I'll see you on episode four on Saturday. Peace.